welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. And ladies and gentlemen, here he is after insulting the entire audience, Jerry Springer. <laughs> You look very brilliant. <laughs> well, they're here to see you, so. Well, they you can't know. be that brilliant if they're here to see us. It's yeah. true. It's true. Hey, Megan, by the way, we get thousands of emails. How I many? hear that. How I do hear that. How many do we that. get? Is that like a throng? Yeah. <laughs> Is it a throng or a thong? A yeah, throng of emails. How many emails do we get? And uh, I, I don't read these. I just sort of do that thing called just, rip and read. I grab some, I bring them in, and then I read them cold. So oh. I never It's always a smart getting. business strategy. But here's, here's one from uh, Tyrone from San Diego. He says, Jerry Springer is rich. Gene Galvin is clearly an idiot. But Megan Hill seems like a wonderful, intelligent human being. Thank Thanks, God she comes Tyrone. every Tuesday. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> Emma, yeah, no, we actually that. agree with that very yeah. much. Emma from Denver. Lately, I've been hearing commercials for the elevator comics. Ooh. What a ridiculous concept. <laughs> Thank you, what? Emma. What will you dream up next? Musical toilets? Actually, it's not a bad idea, Emma. No. Not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, we should smart. flush that out. Yeah. No! <laughs> Look at you. You made a little joke. <laughs> it's a boy. <laughs> Here's Callie. Callie from Portland. Yes. This is the most interesting, thought-provoking podcast on the internet. My Callie's buddies and high. I, yeah. <laughs> My buddies and I listen as we carpool to work. I do have one question, though. Is Catfish real or just one of your made-up characters? No. <gasps> Oh. Catfish Wash Bardio. Cat, Catfish is the owner of the Folk School Coffee Parlor here in yep. Ludlow, Kentucky, and he is very real. A member just got elected to do uh, city council yep. in Ludlow, Kentucky. Oh, and then it, it email closes with another question, and when does daylight savings time start this year? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not Google, Callie. It's not Google. Yeah. It's Gene. <laughs> Here's uh, Jason from Indianapolis, and uh, I'm a high school junior. And I heard you talking about Jerry's book that he wrote, Ringmaster. I'd like to ask my school district no. if they would include it in their English class curriculum. Oh, no. Is Might there... Jerry be willing to appear at a school board meeting to help me pitch this? Yeah. I'd like to know the academic And you do not have my permission to <laughs> read this email on the air. Yeah. Uh, you, you should have said that right at the top. And then, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have. You know, and by the way, there's a lot of things. This is on me. There's a lot of things I propose. Yeah. Oh, great, great ideas. Come in here, get everybody all yeah. jacked up. And then the, the, what the hell ever happened to them? Megan, yeah. whatever happened to unlimited mileage? It, yeah, it never what happened. Did, yeah. This thing of driving all around the country for one. What happened to your live meter thing that you had? You had what the buzzer meter thing? What happened to the book club where we were going to discuss right. David Pepper's So many the things that are not Yeah. Completed. By the way, we are going to do that. I did read that. Maybe you'll come in for that. Yeah, but it, the what's, book the, club. what's the point? It won't be real. Yeah. Uh. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you come up with an idea, and there's no point in even taping it. It just goes out into the yeah. universe. Ah, yeah. no, I'm a, I'm a they got guy. seven new planets. 
Was it seven? I think it was seven, yeah. yeah. And yeah. One, yeah. two of them, they think there may be life. Life on it. Yeah. Maybe, you know, oxygen, moisture. And mm-hmm. stuff. But it's, it takes, what, 450, it's 415 light years away. That means traveling at the speed of light, it would take you 415 okay. years. And so my grandson said, isn't there a shortcut? So I have a question, though, from an HR perspective. Yes. Before, you, before no, he really. ruins this joke. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> like, seriously, how is Gene not fired? Like, he's not had one good idea. He's not had one thing yeah. that's stuck. That is a fair point, Megan. <laughs> I yeah. mean, like, if I'm I in, notice if I'm, I don't get defensive. I don't go, yeah. well, who the hell are you to tell yeah. me I should leave yeah. my job? Like, no, yeah. absolutely. Job. I've brought nothing no, to the table. I think it's a good point. <laughs> but but why don't we discuss it at dinner? And, right. and I think we may come But up who with else right? would <laughs> put our financial plan together? Right. Yeah. Who else would do this job? Who, yeah, yeah, who else I'll would say do this Don't point fingers at me. Yeah. You're building a new home. I am. A beautiful new home. I am. How much are we paying her? What is that about? How did you get the money for that? $12 of this is going from, from you is going to that is house. Is that right? <laughs> $12 American. Yeah, like it's like the little like dish disposal thing. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's all you it. paid for, I promise. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, coming up we have, and then just... Well, good luck with the home. That's well, thank nice. you. I close no, on that Friday. that is cool. Momentarily, we're going to ask you to talk about uh, the health care proposal of the Republicans that just surfaced uh, this week and this show, you know, will air yeah. down the line a little bit. Yeah, I'm bit, wearing the same outfit I wore for the last yeah, show. Is that right? Yeah. A week ago. <laughs> um, Jerry, I but uh, and we we have on is a musical guest. This is pretty cool. Mm. Adam Lee and Adam Lee has been living for a number of years in Chicago, and you live near the suburb of Chicago, yeah. Evanston, Illinois. Uh, one of your homes, one of your seven homes. Jerry has homes all over the world. I swear, I've never been to any of them, but they're all over the never world. Never been invited, actually. So, no, <laughs> but total um, nonsense. Adam Lee, yeah. And you and I and our wives, uh, yes. thank you to you. We go to New York every year and uh, party for Jerry's birthday. And Jerry always gets incredible seats, like about the fifth row, Megan, right in the middle. You don't, you don't want to be in the front row. You want to be back yeah, a few rows. Hurt your neck. Rows. Hurt your neck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we saw a show a few years back called Million Dollar Quartet. Oh, that yeah. was great. So that was the uh, portrayal of Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Jerry yeah. Lee Lewis, and Carl Perkins. Right. The Very Million cool. Dollar Quartet. They recorded, I think it was Sun Records Sun, down in Memphis. Sun Records. There is an iconic photograph of those four. Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Johnny Cash, and... Uh, Carl Perkins. Carl Perkins. Yeah. And there was one day in 1955 that they, they didn't know each other. And they just happened to be in the studio the same day. They each were going to have a recording session. These four young guys, none of them, Elvis was a little bit known, but not big yet. And they're just sitting there at the piano while Jerry Lee Lewis was slamming away on the piano. And you see these four young guys who would become iconic figures. There's one photograph that exists in the world of that. Okay. And you, you probably can Google it, but it's, yeah. it's and, and, and the musical was about was those four guys in that studio. A million dollar quartet with, yeah. tells that story of that maybe one day we'll, in, in fact, tonight we have here uh, performing in a few minutes, Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Carl Perkins, and Jerry Lee Lewis. is amazing. So weird and I didn't think happen. we'd get Elvis here. No, he was the hard one. Oh, he, he, he was, he was His people, yeah. his people were real kind yeah. of pricky. To be honest, <laughs> but we got him. I do an impersonation of Elvis. No, no, this is no. Good. I this is it. 
Ready? El okay. Elvis Presley. Ready? <clears throat> so, well, That's so much better Jerry, than your Jerry singing. Jerry forgets that we are a, an audio podcast, too but he soon? just posed as a, like a dead guy. Too soon. He poses a, a dead guy lying version. in a coffin. Anyway, Adam uh, played for years... Johnny Cash and the Standing Show in That's Chicago. So cool! Yeah, That's amazing. That cool. And we but got he's also here. a performer that does his own music, and yeah. that's what he'll be doing tonight. Uh, and we'll end on "Down by the Riverside," which in the show Million Dollar Quartet, those four guys did because they yeah. actually did it. No, I assume yeah. they actually did it. And we, when we saw that show on Broadway, we saw them doing that, rounding yeah. addition to that. And Although, uh, Adam all four time. of them they were just great. Although what's interesting, and, and we'll talk to him later about it because maybe he knows this, but when the four were interviewed in later years, because that was the one time they had all met and been in the same place, they all seemed to agree that the greatest talent was Jerry Lee Lewis. Really? And people of that era, it, it's almost like taken as a given mm -hmm. that he was the great great talent you know he didn't become as big a star as as the others did but he was amazing and when you see that musical you kind of see i mean him on the piano was mm -hmm. like yeah he was in a world of and his he own. was really kind of wacky too he was, he was just you know his lot, cousin lot. is um yeah swagger jimmy swagger yeah. and his other cousin is a guy i love is um mickey gilly and uh, the three of them are cousins. Their, their mothers were sisters. Okay. And in one family to have it, and Mickey Gilly, you know, with the, uh, oh, the, the bar in Houston. In, in Gilly, Texas, yeah. Yeah. They were called Gilly. And yeah. uh, Urban Cowboy. Yeah. Is that oh, really? the movie that's where, yeah. that's Mickey Gilly, yeah. yeah. Huh. And so to have three cousins come out of this tiny town in Louisiana. Yep. And, and and then, um, you know, and, and all of them reach great fame. It, it's a neat story. Well, we're going to hear Adam in a minute. I wanted to ask you something, Jerry. Uh, talk about, because they, Republicans have made a huge deal over the years, all through the eight years of President Obama, that we need to get rid of Obamacare, repeal it, and replace it. So they finally have put forward their position on it. And we, for listeners, we both... Uh, do this show live on our live stream and on Facebook Live, and then it gets archived. So that bill will be a little farther down the line when people hear this in the archive version. But talk to us a little bit about that and what the implications are of what they are about to do to healthcare in America. Well, it's a perfect example of how a uh, campaign slogan, as effective as it was, uh, you know, repeal and replace, can't translate into the art of governing. That you can have a slogan, we're going to repeal and replace. And of course, repeal just takes one quick vote. The replace is basically based on what the Republicans want is impossible. What I mean by that is there, there is no question that uh, the Affordable Care Act, you know, what they termed Obamacare, um, has problems and it needs to be tweaked and improved. There's no As debate. As all major social legislation was it, over the years. Right. Social security, all of them in the beginning, they have issues. Fine. But what the Republicans are talking about is mathematically impossible. 
Because remember, they start out with the notion, with what all Americans like, is that no one should be denied health insurance because of a pre-existing condition. Everyone's for that, okay? And that just makes sense because that any day that could affect anybody. Okay, so we're all in agreement with that. And then the Republicans come in, but we don't like the mandatory that everyone has to get insurance. Well, of course, unless you require everyone to have health insurance, it is absolutely impossible to have the provision of you can't deny someone health insurance because of a pre-existing condition. Because if you did that, then no one would get insurance until they were sick. Why pay premiums every month? If you know an insurance company is not allowed to deny you if you get sick, then just wait till you're sick and then get the insurance. But of course, if that's the way the system works, every insurance company goes out of business. There'll be no money to pay for people when they're sick if you don't collect the money while people are healthy. That's what insurance is. So the only option then, if you're going to do away with a mandatory provision where everyone has to get health insurance, the only other possible option is to raise taxes somewhere to get the revenue to pay for it. So, and of course, the Republicans refuse to do that. They go in the other direction. They give people like me a tax break. Really? And then what they're doing to try to make this work, because they realize, oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? We don't want to raise taxes. And we've promised that we're going to repeal Obamacare and we're not going to make everyone have insurance. So what they decided to do is create a system whereby about 10 million people will be knocked off of of Medicaid, that under Obamacare suddenly we're able to uh, qualify for it. Now they'll be off Medicaid. And what they'll do for the middle class, they're not going to give the middle class money. What they'll do is, oh, we'll give tax credits. Well, of course, most people, lower middle income, even though it appears to be paying a lot of taxes, you're not paying enough federal income tax that even if they credited 100%, you'd be able to pay what your medical bills are if you really got sick. So in other words, it's a failed system going in. And by the way, we now call it Trump care. (laughs) And they, and, and that's why you're seeing, at least in the early days now, they're not getting the votes together even within the Republican parties because you have some conservatives say, we don't want an entitlement program. And another, you know, the Republican congressman is saying, I can't go back to my district and have these people suddenly thrown off Medicaid. And by the way, and this is a, a, a bit of wonderful, uh, you know, karma, so many of these people that are going to be thrown off the roles of getting medical care these are the same people that Trump promised, I'm for you. People in rural America. These pe- Why do you think people are showing up at these c- congressional town halls? Because these congressmen, hey, now what? You're going to really, your constituency, which is made up of people that aren't very wealthy, you're going to have them lose their insurance? You want to be there when their kid gets sick? I mean, it, it was a disgusting political trick. That's what it was. It was because tr- it was dishonest. Everybody knew 
that once you did away with the mandatory requirement that everyone has to have health insurance, you would not be able to fund anymore pre-existing condition coverage. Everybody knew that. And they just lied to the people, didn't worry about it. The slogan was great, you know, repeal and replace, knowing full well that no replacement is going to result in everyone having health insurance. So what's the answer? And I swear I'll make this quick. The answer is Medicare for everybody. Mm -hmm. And the reason... And the reason it is, we all know that Medicare works. Yep. I mean, trust me, once you, well, never mind me, because I, 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 I still get insurance from, uh, from my job. But anyone 65 and older is very happy to have Medicare. And if you took that away, they'd go crazy, right? right. So we know Medicare works. So you're worried about, here's something that would have no administrative costs or no, oh, it's too confusing. You change one line in the law. Instead of saying you have to be 65, you have to be one second old. So as soon as you're a human being, you get covered by Medicare, everybody. So we have a system in place that works. Now, suddenly we have that. Well, if we have that, not only is that the good, decent thing to do, because, you know, we, we have no problem with suddenly spending $54 billion more, in, let's say, in the defense budget so we can have more weapons. We already can blow up the world 75 times over. But to spend that, and no one objects to that. That's not even a discussion. And yet, 99.9% of us will eventually leave this earth because of a disease or an accident. Very few of us are going to leave this world because we happen to be in a building that got hit by a a, a terrorist. So the thing we know is going to get us, we're not willing to put the money up to provide that protection. Let's protect all Americans. You say you love America? Then let's love all Americans. Everyone living in this country, as it is in much of the rest of the industrialized world, the one thing that we should guarantee is that, good Lord, you're sick, you can get to a doctor. I mean, why can't we at least agree on that? And now, it's also great for the economy. Why? We have a system which is really crazy, where our health insurance, health care, is based on our job. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why should where you work depend on what kind of health coverage you get? Because they're not related. If everyone was on Medicare, businesses wouldn't have to provide health insurance for you anymore. As a result, the cost of everybody's business is cut by anywhere from a fifth to a third, depending on the business, because they have to put the money into benefits. If the cost of business is suddenly put down, we can now compete with all companies overseas. They don't have to provide health care for their workers because their governments do. So you see, it's great for the economy. It results in more employment. Everybody has health insurance. And I'm just this wonderful guy. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. I couldn't think of, I couldn't think of another ending. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to end it. Yep. It was the same. All right, let's it ask worked. Adam Lee to come forward. Woo-hoo! Johnny Cash. 
had a man crush. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Nope, nope, we didn't <laughs> no, have to do that. Nope. No, you can take the Elvis part. That's nope. good. Yeah. yeah. Don't encourage And you're, uh, hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Nope. Nope, nope. Hey, uh, while, while Adam's yeah. getting set up, this is kind of interesting. We've been talking about this for a while now, that there's something going on in little Ludlow, Kentucky, little river yeah. town across the Ohio River from Cincinnati. You can pretty much see the city of Cincinnati from Ludlow. And it's a small town that has a great history and was very vibrant. And it certainly didn't go away by a long shot, but it sagged a little bit like a lot of small towns. And now, because of its uh, urban spirit and its proximity to a big urban area, and it's really rising. And there are many creative class members, as I call them, people from the creative class who are moving in. And it's kind of contagious. You know, one tells another and another, mm -hmm. and it just keeps broadening. And Adam is an example of that. He moved from Chicago to Ludlow, and now oh, you live in now. Ludlow. That's I'm a Ludlow resident. No That's kidding. Right. That's Ludlow. awesome. Hey, everybody. That's really cool. He rides regularly. He does not. There is the no Ludlow, Ludlow City you. bus, <laughs> which I started. Another one of my ideas. That's the it bus that sits nowhere. in your driveway. That is yes. not the Ludlow City bus. <laughs> my car. Uh, do a song for us. And these sure. are songs that Adam wrote. They're not from the show. That's uh, right. Yeah, I put out a record uh, last year. So uh, The name of which is? It's called Sincerely Me. Okay. So this, uh, this song here was sort of, uh, sort of the inspiration for the title of that record. Lately I've had some troubled dreams And I'm wondering if slumbering's all it's cracked up to be I wake to find the world and, and the world on top of me. In times like these, a man can't get no sleep. But these butterflies to help me get to sleep at night. A little bit of neon light before I really shut my eyes. Want a bowl of jelly beans. Maybe a shot for a zane <laughs> Whatever works to kill these dreams That's what I need There are nights I won't say a word Some call me conceited But I prefer to more Hell, I'm patient and I'm thoughtful and really, really insecure. But I found ways to make it worse. Pour another glass or three to chase some strong anxiety. Yep. Let's get rid of the shaky knees. Another round before we hit the streets. Nitty bitty Benny plays. Kicking in, begin to shoot the breeze Catching up with the friends I say Hey, that's what I need Yep! so much time that I can dream 
In only two places I'd like to be So lock me in your loving arms in Tennessee It's clear to me that's all I really need Oh yes, it's clear to me that's all I really need One more time, it's clearly all I really need Sincerely me Adam Lee, a real laid-back style. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Just tell us one thing. Was it amazing to be in that show? Uh, oh, it was absolutely quarter? amazing. Yeah, uh, I've never done anything like that before. Yep. Um, so you I got didn't... the job so because you are a were and are a performer? I was going to say, or... are you theater? Are you musical? Like, what's your background? Yeah, I mean, just, just a music just guy. Just music. I, before I lived in Chicago, I was doing a show up there, uh, kind of a show like this, just, just my own songs. Yeah. And some of the guys from that show had seen my show and told me they thought I'd be a good fit. No kidding. Um, they weren't looking for anybody at that time, but about a year later, I got a call. That's oh, so and, cool. And, uh, went up and did it. So. Yeah. yeah. You don't That's say amazing. no to that. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Uh, do a second song for us, would you? Adam Lee. I'll try, I'll try to pull it back here for you, Gene. Oh. <laughs> Your enthusiasm is scaring up. Gene. This, uh, <laughs> this, uh, this song is about, I guess, trying to, trying to keep a positive outlook when... Uh, Things are looking pretty bleak, which seems apropos. Yeah. <laughs> On a Monday evening, I'm feeling weak. Outside a barroom in Chicago. Just standing on the street Trying to find the courage To motivate my feet Towards the neon signs That often beckon me In a few years I've been at this now Pumping lots of gas Searching for a crowd Giving all I got Taking just a bow It was always instinct But it's calculated now And I know Good days are gonna come Oh, I hope Good days are gonna come I know Good days are gonna come Good days are gonna come You see these drinking songs have got the best of me But they're easier to write Most of what I think And I bored myself to death just to keep consistency Yeah, I still get drunk That's a darker side of me I gotta get drunk too
hand I know good days are gonna come oh I hope good days are gonna come I know good days are gonna come You ain't proud, but can't you see this is hard for me? I can't stay sober every night Watching documentaries Hell, I'd probably get a heart on If you showed me a stiff drink Most days, that's the last thing that I need And I know Good days are gonna come Oh, I hope good days are gonna come No, good days are gonna come Good days are gonna come And I know good days gonna come Oh, I hope good days are gonna come No, good days are gonna come Good days are gonna come Adam Lee. Hey, Adam, take us out on uh, uh, Down by the Riverside. And by the way, yeah. Well, the two two different songs bounce through our head here. Uh, Hey, Gene, why don't you ever sing a verse? Yeah. There's a reason for that, Adam. Gene, you know what? I'm taking the night off. No, no, no. Adam came here to sing. I told my mother I was singing with Jerry Springer tonight. We could do three verses. He did the first. All right, down by the riverside. I'll take. I'll take a third verse. You take a third verse. My gosh, this is a real treat. But you know what? We're not going to. We're not going to raise the ticket prices. I'll tell you. Jerry, they they paid. No. You paid them. Let's be honest. (laughs) I'll pay you later. Lay down my burden Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside I'm gonna lay down my burden Down by the riverside And gonna study war no more Here we go I ain't gonna study war no more Study war no more Ain't gonna study and shield down by the riverside I said down by the riverside down by the riverside gonna lay down my sword and shield 
Down by the riverside, down by the riverside. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. 